You're listening to the Ontos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being and truth. I'm Vod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. Rated S for spoilers. So we are going to be doing... A couple of spoiler episodes in a row here uh, to fill in some weeks while we are both absolutely swamped with work. It is ridiculous. Well, we're also separated <laughs> by several miles, so yeah. I mean, this is our first time rough. doing a little different setup, so bear, give us some indulgence and bear with us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So this is going to be the spoiler episode for chapters eleven through thirty-three, and yeah, okay. There's so many there different things lot. to cover. Um, is there anything right off the bat that you want to go over or do you want me to just do what I've normally done, which is go through the notes that I've made chapter by chapter and, uh, well, kind of talk about the significant stuff. We're going to free ball it a little bit. So, um, starting off, uh, there chapter 11 comes off with a banger and it's funny that this is, is dropped and then, uh, they just kind of let it go, which is. Disturbingly, there's a provision in the first contract in which it would require the mass mm. suicide of the entire Condra people. And yep, yep, he yep, just yep. like drops that and then we just let it go until like chapter 70 or something like that of Hero of Ages. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And they talk about like the resolution and things like that. But it's like, it's funny that they mentioned that. And I remember when I first read it, um, just completely forgetting it. Like it like, didn't register like like oh that's interesting and then i just like let it go yeah right right okay so like i don't know how i was so oblivious i think um when i first started reading this series because i I think i i have a guess so my guess is i was pretty oblivious because i had never read something that was on this like epic of a scale if that made sense like i've always Mm -hmm. i always read like pretty condensed books or if I was listening to a book, reading a book, whatever it was, a lot of times I wasn't reading these like long epic series. And even if I was reading like a longer series, there wasn't like such in-depth world building. It was very much just like a continuous story rather than a world being built. And so I was like, like the same as you, the first time I listened to this, I was oblivious. It took me a little while to get those, uh, those, those Sanderson, those Cosmere muscles to start recognizing all the little pieces being put together throughout all the books. Well, they, and, they, 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 it's the phenomenon of what is it? A shakeoff's gun or something like that. Like if anyone mentions a gun, it has to be fired. Like that's the phenomenon. And it's like, this is like the most glaring shakeoffs or whatever shakeoffs, shakeoffs gun, um, like I've ever seen, which is like, oh yeah, by the way, there's this thing that exists where the an entire people have to commit suicide. And then it just gets let <laughs> yep. go. Like, yep. Um, and it's it's kind of funny because like the payoff is huge, right? Um Yeah, the payoff is huge. But it's like mm-hmm. you I and this might just be me, because I, I just completely forgot that, you know, we're not even a third of the way. We're barely 10%, like maybe 15% into the whole story. And this Mm. huge thing gets dropped and doesn't get mentioned again. I mean, not really. They mentioned the resolution. Like the Conjure Cop Talk keep talking about the time of the resolution, maybe here, yada, yada, yada. Um, But you never like, or at least I didn't make the connection like, 
oh, one, the resolution is the thing where they commit all the suicide that they keep talking about. And two, I just like forgot that it was a thing. It just gets mentioned like later on when Sazed's, uh, you know, sitting there with the Chandra um, and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, the first contract says we had to commit suicide. Like reminder, remember that thing from Chapter 11? Boom. Like I, that was like one of the most like mind blowing weird things that I was like, I can't believe I missed this. Yeah, 100 percent for sure. Um, the thing here, right. Uh, I'm I'm going to try to give us a little bit. Excuse me if you hear some clicking in the background. You know, it's just going to be since we're at our computers this time rather than in person. Um, so here I want to start up and go to chapter 15 because this is where this this is the start of Brandon, like, like starting to dangle the answer of Vin's earring and everything in front of us. Like, you know, we've been dangled like little hints and bits about it all the way up to this point. But like, this is where human um, is coming out and he's like talking he, he about how the Colossus want houses and clothes and everything. And, you know, we're getting the double here where he, he's hanging the idea of human, you know, new Coloss being humans in front of us. But the big thing here is that um, the human tells her that she's like the Coloss. And he's talking about how the mist, like, hate them. And hate the Coloss and hates her. And he's talking about how the mist is pushing away from her. Or, you know, that's what it ends up being. The mist is going away from her while she's using her alamancy and trying to figure out why. And it's because she spiked. Right. That is the whole reason. Right. No doubt. And so so we get the double whammy here where it's like, you know, the Coloss are spiked because they're humans that are turned into the Coloss. Vin is spiked and the mist go away from both of them. And the mist, you know, humans like the mist hate us. We also, there we go. it's funny because um, I think this is around these chapters also. Um, Vin uh, starts, gets Reen's voice where she says, she's, they're mentioning things like for power or wealth or something like that. And Reen goes, like the ATM. And she gets this sudden mm. feeling like they really need to get that ATM. Um, yeah. Which, you know, it's funny because like he basically comes out and says, yeah, I pushed you for this. I manipulated you in doing it. Um, mm -hmm. And we're not there yet. But I remember like a few episodes back or maybe it wasn't even on, on, on Mike. But I was talking about how there was a scene where ruin like loses his mind because he thought he had the atm and he didn't really um yeah and what it happens is it's because marsh later on you know this a few chapters i'm getting a little ahead marsh actually says you know where's the atm and yeoman's like well i kind of lied that i had it and he's like what <laughs> and he's like <laughs> yeah that, that's how he gets tricked but yeah this these are the points where we see like you know, we keep seeing that the mists are pulling away from her. Um, and he mm -hmm. mentions this several times um, uh, throughout, you know, these chapters that they're pulling away from her. And Reen's voice will end up actually saying, like, practical things like, um, you know, he's plotting against you. He's saying, like, more, um, more consistent in, like, bigger sentences. Because before, uh, Reen's voice would say just things like, oh, um... They're, everyone's going to get to betray you. Everyone's going to, you know, destroy you or whatever. And now he's saying things like, you need to get the ATM. We, you need to do this. Or he's plotting against you. Mm -hmm. Like, not just general things, but very specific things. Yeah. No, big time. 
Um, I think it's like the next chapter too. Like I have another mark. The next chapter, chapter 16 is when Brandon just straight up spikes spook in front of us. <laughs> just okay. straight up in front of us. This is a storytelling <laughs> technique that I'm going to steal. I'm absolutely like, once I actually like write some stories, this is something I'm going to do. He describes hemolurgy exactly how it works in the prologue. In the prologue, he describes the mm-hmm. hemolurgy exactly how it works. You stab someone through a heart and it even says, and he they put them body to body so that so that they the spike actually holds everything and that yeah. gives them power and gives them the specific powers that they have and he describes it all completely well and then we just get that exact same thing with spook but he just doesn't call it hemolurgy and again completely goes over me because i yeah, remember it's... when i first read this i was like how the hell did he get pewter that doesn't make sense yeah, same. Again, I've, I had to learn to flex those muscles and recognize things. Uh, I feel like a, you know, I'm not trying to make a bold claim here, but I feel like if I had read, if I had fully understood the Cosmere and this wasn't where I started, um, I think I could have probably picked up on it uh, with the same like muscles I have now that I developed for like looking for these sort of things. Uh, that being said, I think this was one of the major reasons why I suggested, I mean, we both agreed, but we both suggested starting with Mistborn on top of it being a fantastic story in general. It's also a great training set of training wheels to help you train uh, the new readers in the Cosmere on how to spot and how to start looking and piecing the world together because Brandon does such a good job about it. He spikes them right in front of us. And the best part about this is he gives us all the clues we need for Vin's earring with this one spiking. He gets pewter, okay? That one, you know, not a big deal except for the fact that, wait, in the epigraphs a little bit down the road, they start to mention exactly how compounding works and how spiking, you know, a seeker and spiking uh, spiking a seeker to a misborn would give them the ability to pierce copper clouds. I think it says that. I don't remember what epigraph it is down the road, but it says, yeah, like, Steel Inquisitors, this is how they gain the ability to pierce copper clouds. <laughs> and And that combined with seeing Spook spiked right in front of us to now being able to hear Kelser's voice in his head and the whole shebang, you know, at some point, if like you had uh, the foresight, I didn't when I first read this, but if you had the foresight to piece all this together, you're looking going like, Vin spiked. You might not know how, but you're like, Vin has to be spiked. She has to be spiked to get for this all to make sense. So it's so funny. Because, so it's not, it's not in, it's not in these specific epigraphs, not like 11 through 33, but it's I, a little bit down the road I, now. I, I know in like the next episode we're going to talk about this like more specifically what happens. But mm-hmm. I was telling you, I was like, I cannot believe how he would juxtapose the two ideas right in front of us. Like the epigraph would be like, yeah, uh, the Inquisitors, they really liked finding Seekers because um, they would get bronze <laughs> yep, spikes yep, yep, yep. and that would make them be able to do things like pierce copper clouds. And then that next chapter, it'd be like, Vin's strange ability to pierce copper clouds, which has not been explained, you know, mm-hmm. and he'd say it like three times. Like if he'd mentioned Vin's ability to pierce copper clouds as this weird thing, like a dozen times before like yeah. revealing it. And it was always her thing. Like she's like, oh, he must not know about my ability to pierce copper clouds, which isn't been, it hasn't been explained. And like it was so funny, like how he would say specifically, this has not been explained why Vin can do this. But what yeah. he would do is he'd bundle it in the lie. The lie, well, mm. somewhat of a lie. It was, oh, Vin's just strong. We don't know why. You know, Vin's just really good. We don't know why. 
Um, which, you know, later on we find out that like she was kind of chosen by preservation, but also kind of targeted by ruin, you know, so she has a little bit going on with, oh, she also snapped at an early age. So she had been playing with Allomancy really, really, really young. Whereas most Mistborn like snapped when they were older, Mm. um, even if they were, you know, actually snapped, but still like the lie was, oh, Vin's special. That's just who she is. And don't think any more about that. And so I was just like, okay, you know, and again, it's so, what what I did when I first read this is I was like, he's such a bad writer. He's so bad. Like he's breaking his own rules. Like he's giving spook pewter, you know, Vin is just the special person who can do these powers that no one else can do, you know? And then it was like, nope, gotcha. I actually had a full plan for all of this from the very beginning. And you're the dumb dumb for missing it. Yeah, I think the coolest thing about this, too, is that you mentioned it in our previous episodes, I think, in our normal episodes and our spoiler episodes at both points. um, You've mentioned you like how in Hero of Ages everyone powers up, but, like, they still are facing a a greater enemy. I made the the connection of, like, you know, you're killing killing rats in the sewers, but at the end of the campaign, you're killing a god. Like, that's how it always ends ends up going. And... This is kind of the this is the same thing, but in a very like believable and not like these people. You, when you're looking at them, you're not just going, "Man, they got power scaled to power scale." This is a Dragon Ball Z, where there's just power, got, it just has, to, creep, it just has right. to keep going and keep going and keep going. This was all directly in front of them the entire time, and they are just not knowledge is power. They're just learning about all of it being here. Which I do admit, you know, it kind of does happen in Era 2 where everyone gets a little bit nerfed, you know, but we get twin born, mm-hmm. so it kind of balances out. Um, yeah. So going to 17, I'm leading this into go ahead. These, the 15, 16, 17, absolute like bangers to talk about spoiler wise. 17, we get Demu and Ellen's conversation, and Demu goes, Was Kelsier like. Is Kelsier dead? Is the was the survivor born in the pits? And we had this discussion about like Kelsier never snapped. You know why didn't he snap? Why did it take all the way to this point? I've seen theories online where it's like Kelsier like shows like psychopathic tendencies, right? So like maybe like it took him actually losing something he cared about deeply to finally snap him and like he he has since he he seems like a psychopath in some ways that maybe like nothing else bothered him to this point and it only could have been mayor and that's the reason he snapped um i kind of like to make a claim here so i think i read some annotations for um Mistborn Error One, and one thing that i saw with brandon sanderson was he mentioned how there's different differing amounts of allomantic presence in each person where it's like if you're like hit the fifty percent or above, you you snap relatively easy, and if you're in the, like the 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 thirty to forty percent, it takes like a, a like a massive beating to get it out of you. And then if you're like below the thirty percent, those people often never go through anything horrific enough to snap in their lives, and that's why preservation's mist was starting to snap people was because you'd have to break the spirit web more for these people, and then. Uh, a piece of preservation entering into them would kind of amplify their very minor amounts of alimantic powers. And so that's what the mist would enter into people, make them sick. And that's how it would snap them. Uh, these these uh, people who would never otherwise snap, right? So I'm kind of with this theory though, that, you know, preservation chose Vin. And we know that that is what happened. Preservation chose Vin for the plan. You know, we learned in secret history 
that preservation doesn't remember his entire plan you know because he's he's broken by this point but he does know he chose vin and a piece of me likes to think that kelsier was never meant to be a mistborn but preservation when he went in there and he snapped him because we do get that moment where kelsier just says he goes he just remembers hearing survive in his head when he snaps right right? i I think that's a confirmation that preservation made him mistborn i just don't know why so here's the reasoning right you know i wonder preservation this whole idea right is he knew ruin was trying to kill the lord ruler Rune was trying to escape, right? Tried to have someone release his body. Mm-hmm. And the only, and he wanted Vin to take up, preser- take up the power, right? Take up, you know, preservation to take up, his, take up his power and everything. I wonder if this was one of those ideas where it was just like he needed Vin ready. And so, you know, he was going to make Kelsier a Mistborn um, as a, a, a kind of like, double playing ruin like giving ruin creating a tool for ruin to use but ultimately giving that uh that tool enough the ability to make you know meaningful changes to put other people in position to to fulfill preservation's plan i know that sounds like really convoluted and really weird but it's the only way to me the only reason i think that preservation would make kelsier mistborn at that point if we're going with the theory or the confirmation that he made him a mistborn rather than he had it and the ability to be so all. So I don't, I don't know if you follow like prequel memes um, a bit for Star Wars, but let me explain to you like when I think of preservation's plan like that, I'm going to explain to you that like that in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Okay, so Palpatine wanted to kill Padme, so Palpatine hired a bounty hunter to kill Padme and Jango Fett. And Jango Fett needed to kill Padme, so he hired a bounty hunter to go <laughs> kill Padme. And the that bounty hunter wanted to kill Padme, so she sent in some insects to go in and kill Padme. And as opposed to sniping her through the window with the sniper that she very much had. Um, that's what it sounds like whenever we go, okay, so preservation could have just <laughs> let the Lord Ruler win yeah, yeah, yeah. by or yeah, just yeah. live and then take up the power indefinitely because the lord ruler knew the problem of ruin or he could make a ska misborn to go kill kill the lord ruler so that Vin could be ready to take up the power and release the power which the lord ruler would have done in the first place if she was <laughs> you see what i'm saying um <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but again in order for ruin to be destroyed then somebody would have had to take up preservation's power and i get that so that's where i change it's like okay to prevent Ruin from escaping for another thousand years is one thing, but the ultimate plan was that Ruin had was going to be destroyed. And for that to happen, someone needed to be able to take up the power, and uh, not not just the power of the Will of Ascension, but Preservation's actual power. Um, and that's where Ven came in. And she had to be like prepared and able to be able to take that up. Um, so I can get that. Um, but when we talk about, you know, did preservation make Kelsey or Mistborn? I think so. Like, it makes too much sense. It's dangled out. Like you said, we're, when you're Cosmere, when you're Cosmere um, tolerant, like when you've kind of gotten it, mm-hmm. when Brandon says, oh, could this possibly be it? He's basically confirming it, like in the book. And yeah. when Damu is like, why did Kelsier not snap before? Don't you think he could have snapped? Maybe something happened. And then you go into secret history where he had the voice survive, surge into him when he snapped. 
that mm-hmm. was, and he recognized that as preservation's voice. Like once, because this is when preservation like was dying, and he took the power into him, and yeah. he's like, I recognize this power. I felt it before, and it was when, you know, something came in and said survive, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Now here's a here's a more interesting question: How did and why did preservation talk to Sazed? Because that's what I'm sure happened when in um, the final, not final empire in Well of Ascension, and I brought this up before when he gets punctured by his metal rings, he gets a voice saying, Sazed, those mm. weren't coins, you know, or whatever. And you got to think that that was preservation because it wouldn't be ruin. Why would ruin save Sazed when he needed him to die? Because he was trying to hold him back from stopping Ven from taking the power. Um, that, I think when we talked about that one, I, I chalked that one up to... Oh, yeah, him just being close being, to death. Well, him being close to death. Or I, I said, if that was in fact preservation, um, it was that moment where it's just like preservation was like, you know, preservation still did not want Vin to give up the power. Like, you know, in his plan, it, it would have gone way better if, if Vin did not take up the power and give it up. It would have been better if she took up the power. And then when preservation eventually passed, she was able to take on all of preservation with Ruin still trapped. That would have been fine. So I think that was just one of those moments where if it was preservation, he was like, says it, get up, go do something <laughs> do anything yeah uh, that that kind of moment i mean there is a, that's the thing is like um there is a bit of i we're getting a little off track there but i mean mm. when looking at the plan uh we talk about actually in the, actually in these chapters they talk about um um the power and it actually uh ruminates on the fact that uh Lorassium was at the Well of Ascension. And it was like, why was Lorassium there? Um, and we think there were nine beads given to the original people. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was intentional. Like, I wonder if that was a reference to uh, Lord of the Rings because wasn't it like nine men got their original rings of power? It was nine men, wasn't it? It was nine men mm-hmm. got the rings of power and like 13... Elves, I, I don't know, something like that. I'm I'm not a big Lord of the Rings stan. I don't even remember <laughs> I, I, that I know, that much. I know. But uh, I was wondering at first if it was that. But we also speculated that there had to be 16 beads of Lorassium, right? Because why not? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't there be? There are 16 everything else. Um, and so it's like, where did the other beads go? Because uh, we also, I believe, have been confirmed that Rashik did not use Lorassium to make himself a Mistborn. He was just made himself Mistborn. Yeah, he just made himself, yeah. Yeah, the same way that, like, at the end of the entire thing, says it makes Spook a Mistborn. So, the other thing was... Same concept. Ruin had, you know, certain things to go in there. And in these, and in, in I think in the early, later chapters, in like 23 or so, um, it talks about how he was, um, how he was guided to find out about the 11th medal. Uh, which, again, is kind of weird to me. That, I mean, the point of the 11th medal, even when I re- remember reading Final Empire, was still just bizarre, right? It's mm-hmm. like, this is going to be the way you beat the Lord Ruler. Even if you told me for a fact from the very beginning, here is how the 11th medal works. I would have been like, how is that going to help you defeat the Lord Ruler? Yeah. Um, That was very much one of those things where it's like, you know... We we get confirmation through the short story, the eleventh medal, that Ruin, you know, was guiding Kelsier to go find it. Um, the thing is, though, that 
when you look at it, that very much still like it felt like a like a shot in the dark from Rune. Like you know, he has all this time to wait, no matter what. The eleventh medal. When you look at it, yeah, how does that beat the Lord Ruler? There is a very like fringe case that it went where it matters, and you know, in our story, Vin just happens to be that fringe case where she's like, oh. Look at these these bracers, yoink! Well, it, but there, so the, here's a different theory I got because um, later on in Hero of Ages, uh, Vin fights Marsh, and she says something to the effect of, "He is basically another Lord Ruler," and it's because mm-hmm. he's using ferrochemy and allomancy. But in her yep. mind, she's thinking, "I can beat him because I understand the concept, right?" And so my thought was, Ruin was like the Lord Ruler's whole thing was he had to keep secret that his power was coming from the fact that he was combining ferrochemy and allomancy. And if people understood the concepts of ferrochemy and understood the concepts of allomancy and Sazed was able to intuit compounding, then they would know how to beat him and they would know that he could be beaten. Because before yeah. that, everyone thought he was just a god. Like he was just, mm-hmm. he just had godlike powers. He was just super duper powerful. Um, and perhaps Ruin's point was not necessarily that it worked out that way, but like, okay, if you got get the eleventh medal, you'll be able to see that this guy was this, you know, um, or could have been this, uh, and then that would have given you the point of ah, he's like a ferrochemist, and then been like, wait, but he uses allomancy, he must be combining them, ah, and then that make you think that he could beat him. I don't know that it was particularly as contrived as it sounds. I just think it sound it just worked out in a special way, um, because Vin just happened to like put it together at the last minute. Uh, but if they had been able to know, like, oh, this is what the eleventh medal does, they probably would have done better with it. That's true. That's true. So I think it was chapter twenty-two is the next thing I want to talk about. Um, chapter twenty-two was. Essentially, when um, they started, he started hinting at what the mist was doing big time, uh, because none of the terrorist people were getting sick. Yeah, so that was actually another huge thing. So, we, okay, I remember we talked about how we need to start talking about how um, uh, Cosmere events and things, um, mm. in terms of Cosmere, um phrases and you actually started by saying you know preservation got into the spirit web yada 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 and how ruin actually even talked about how he could get into people who are who were broken because mm-hmm. preservation every time he tried to get in and talk would close their spirit web he would preserve them he'd start fixing them mm-hmm. um well the terrorist people like they didn't have the cracks they couldn't uh, they didn't have the makings in their spirit web. We we say genetics, but really it is it's mm-hmm. the spirit web in the cosmic terms um, that would have allowed them to snap. And so they weren't affected at all, which is something that I think a lot of people who even read the Cosmere overlook, um, that the terrorist people were completely unaffected. And it's also something kind of weird that they never bring it up again. Like, Sazed brings it up, but Ellen doesn't even notice it. Like he never mentions it, or Norden never mentions it either. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely something that's super interesting here. We're trying to get better with using the, the terminology here, like you mentioned, because up to this point, 
the spoiler episodes were were very much uh we we wanted to talk cosmere wide on them because obviously we want to give every sort of listener uh, a, a way to listen to us you know a way to kind of hear hear you know and just kind of form a community but i was so afraid to use them because i was still stuck in my head even though these were meant for people who have already read the cosmere i was still stuck in my head that you know we're trying to kind of stick with the books we're looking at and how they're implement uh how they're kind of implying and kind of um pushing out on the cosmere as a whole um and then i then i just finally got it through my head oh yeah you know that's what what our uh timeline spoilers are going to be for you know where we're not going to be using this terminology and things like that just yet until it's a little bit more apparent but yeah no i think it's super duper interesting here and the reason that you kind of started opening me up more to this was before we started this podcast i liked reading about everything and understanding how the world building and everything was happening but i never got super in-depth with like the word of brand and things like that and holy that's like where a lot of this information comes from you know just kind of like looking at all the outside sources that aren't even the books like the first time you said spirit web to me i was like what do you mean by spirit web like like what is this uh even even like right now what like what what is this but yeah i think it's super duper interesting that the the he's foreshadowing already that the terrorist people you know they don't have the for one on just a base level, super simple. Why aren't they getting sick? Because they have no uh, chance of allomancy. Because like there's there's no allomantic you know possibility percentage chance in them. So there's no reason for preservation to even try to like enter in. But here's actually a bigger point. The reason I wanted to talk about it like this, and one of the reasons we started doing this as like, why would you have spoiler episodes about a book that I mean we've already all read the book. Well, here's the point. Because this is actually, I think, a huge com- Cosmere implication um, when it comes to ferrochemy. Ferrochemy mm-hmm. is probably one of, it is, as far as I know, in the Cosmere, the only magic system where pain and suffering is not involved with gaining power. And the reason I say that is because mm. if you look at now, okay. let's, let's look at everyone. Obviously, you, wow, have, okay. you have the Stormlight Archive, right? Everyone mm-hmm. has mental health problems, right? You have to, you cannot be mentally stable and also a radiant, like of any order. You have something that's going on with you. Dang, that's fair. In order yeah. to get a Nalthian, <laughs> okay? Now let's look at Nalthus. For breaths, you have to take someone's breath or give it away, right? Mm-hmm. You could argue that, that ferrochemy is a trade, and you could argue that Nalthians are somewhat similar. Okay, I guess Elantris. Elantris is another one where you don't have to make like some major sacrifice, I guess. It takes a lot of knowledge, but that's most of it, I think. Like like um like anyone can use Aeons, right? No. Not everyone can use Aeons. No, you have to be taken still. No, no, no. You no, you just can't be an Elantrian, but everyone can use Aeons. It's just that they didn't uh they had to redo the 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 thing, right? And you also, when it comes to uh, the stamping, I forgot what it's called, inscription, the one from uh, Emperor's Soul, mm-hmm. um, that requires knowledge. But like when it comes to like innate abilities, like where you talk about like an allomancer, a ferrochemist, a radiant, um, yeah. ferrochemy is the only one that doesn't require like some sort of suffering. Like allomancy, you need to snap. Um, and I mean, you could argue if you wanted to make like a like. A- a pretty far-reaching argument here you could say like you have to be sick to store health so there is suffering it's just your own it's not like uh 
it's like you said, it's not extraly generated. Like you don't have to give up something terrible here in the sense this is very much an equal trade. But it's it's a trade, but it's I mean like you don't have to give anything to become a ferrochemist. Yeah. You know, like I mean yeah. I guess you don't have to give anything to use breaths and outness. You just have to take the breaths from someone, but mm-hmm. um and I don't know if anyone else can use breaths. It sounds like Hoyd is the only one that is confirmed to use breaths outside of Nalthians. Um, but I don't know if that's a thing that can go. Also, what happens to breaths whenever you whenever you move through the um through Shadesmar because they were like, Oh, uh Stormlight was one of the only ways that they could move investiture back and forth. But I guess with breaths you have to give them up or whatever. Although mm-hmm. it was confirmed that you can give breaths up. Uh, little by little by putting it into something and then giving someone all of your breaths and then taking the rest of it away. So you could mm. technically give like 1,500 breaths into a cloth, then give 50 breaths to someone, then take the 1,500 back, and that's how you can give it. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're getting off topic. But my point was, was I think that's like it's a throwaway line that everyone's going to look over, but it's huge that ferrochemists can't snap and aren't affected by the mists. Um, mm-hmm. and it's the only magic system that's you know balanced. Speaking of uh, <laughs> chapter twenty-five, um, they t- <laughs> this is one of the cool things I think with the world building here. They don't really they come out and they list preservation, but I think we've done a good job in our episodes of not pointing out that it is actually a separate god. Um, mm-hmm. but he talks about the balance. Um. Mm-hmm. and they're like is the balance real is this balance you know things true well in this case it's talking about like the nobles and the ska but it actually starts talking about consequences pushes and pulls you know they're all like starting to like think oh with a ruin there has to be a preservation um yeah and it just kind of gets dangled again in front of us without actually like overtly saying it um it was a long time before i made that connection yeah so this is a farther reaching one for sure. This is very much a, uh, I guess it doesn't really have too much uh, of an implication on the, on Mistborn Era 1, essentially. Um, but is Dern a world hopper? Okay, I'm so Jordan raffoed it, right? He raffoed when someone asked, is Dern a world hopper? Jo- Jordan raffoed it? Uh, sorry, Jordan. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Brandon. I don't know why I said Jordan. Yeah. Um, he raffled it, and I'm like, dude, this looks exactly like when, like in in um the Lost Metal, when like these randos would come out and they'd be like super capable and knowledgeable and stuff like that. But one of the things that set me off was, uh, Spook said that Dern had perfect rhythm, and he he's yeah. like, I recognize this. He's like, he because he's in ten, and he's like, this guy has perfect rhythm, and I'm like, that sounds a lot like perfect pitch mm-hmm. with Nathians and mm-hmm. we don't get confirmed that rhythm's one of those things but he's got to be he's got to be a world hopper um so my my questioning then for this would be we knew that uh, we knew from Hoyd and secret history that there were world hoppers going to Scadrial even before um Scadrial was uh, Cosmere aware and so my question is with it going down so quickly with it going bad so quickly uh, did Dern get trapped because he was there and the pits were destroyed and and a preservation uh, the 
the Well of Ascension was used. There so was he trapped? Almost zero percent chance that there are not world hoppers that got trapped because the pits of Hassan were taken. I do not mm-hmm. think that they would have used the Well of Ascension because how would they get into the well? Right, because the Lord Ruler was sitting right there. Uh, they wouldn't want to be able to mess with him unless the Lord Ruler had like some sort of deal with letting people go through the well. But I'm sure they wouldn't because he'd be super scared that somebody would take the power and you know uh, allow ruin to be released or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pits were the only way, and so Dern would have been stuck there for a couple of years. Um, and he could have been just like some low level dude who was like hanging out. I mean, he had like a kind of a crime thing, but like think about what he was doing. What did he do? It's not here, but it's I think it's the next in the next section. Um, he made a deal with Spook to basically become a lord because he wanted to mm-hmm. be like that kind of he wanted to like accelerate himself. So it makes sense that he'd be like, well, I've kind of been here for a while. I'm pretty well set up. Let me see if I can like edge my way in here and make my way make make a like a family, you know, or, or like start making a legacy here. I don't know if Jern ever had any influence in Era 2. I haven't looked it up. I don't think so. I don't think we've seen like Dern people like you know, like like uh relatives or a lineage coming away. Um Yeah, that would just be one of those interesting names to keep track of where it's just like cuz again, it'd be one of those moments where, you know, why would Brandon, you know, if this is a world hopper, why why does Brandon mention him at all? You know, so it it could be one of those names you just need to listen out for, and at some point there's gonna be a future book or something where it's gonna mention there's Dern. Well, I mean, somewhere. he had he had there, a plot be... reason for for having him. Like Dern played a role in everything. But my my thing is, he didn't need to be a world bringer to, or a world bringer, a world hopper to play that role. So like. What's the importance of Dern then if he is a world hopper? I'm just saying the rhythm thing, there's no reason to bring that mm-hmm. up. Like there's just no reason unless you're dangling yeah. something in front of us. So Yeah, with those muscles we tense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But all right. Um Yeah. Uh kind of going through my notes for thirty three. I have nothing uh more that I kinda want to push forward necessarily, unless there's more that you want to talk about. Um, um, I for- a lot of it was story building for just like Mistborn in general for Era One, and kind of just like again learning about the really cool moments of what a shard can do. I guess that's the coolest thing we learned about here is like what they did together and 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 creating the world and what holding a, even a fraction of that power what 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 a normal person was able to do. I think um, um savants is a big thing uh, because we don't really see savants again. You know- Except for so, Stormlight. So Savants, okay. Here we go. I wonder, can you imagine this uh, when Mistborn goes into the spacefaring era? I'm getting major Psyker vibes, <laughs> like from Warhammer. Oh, uh, I'm, with not, Savants. I'm not super familiar with Warhammer. Okay, so a little bit of a thing here. So Psykers, I'm going to do a terrible job. Anyone who's listening who knows Warhammer lore is going to realize that I'm such an amateur. But essentially the magic there is they use it through the warp, and the warp is like... Hell, I don't. Yeah, I don't, it's I don't like know a dimension exactly call it. that they have to travel yeah, in order dimension. to do faster light travel. As if I recall, there's there's demons in it. It's where all the power is. It's just like basically, I think the warp is supposed to be like raw potential, mm-hmm. and it's like raw potential via emotion. And a lot of times, you know, extreme emotions occur. And anyway, there are these people called psychers that are just have a stronger than normal connection to the warp, and they can use it to to basically do magic. And but it drives them crazy. 
because they have to consistently deal with like all this extreme amounts of emotion things like that and all i'm thinking of are like savants and how they they can be driven basically crazy because they 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 push their powers to the limits but they're these can be these um insane weapons that if 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 you wanted to go like a really like hardcore dark grim uh scadrial imagine like creating these savants these basically these crazy people that have extreme alimantic powers and just like dropping them into places where you know like they're they're not going to like determine whether they're friend or foe they're just going to fight and so you start like basically having just dropping these super powered alimancers into into the fights um, where they're just like killing everything or they're destroying everything. Well, I wonder if we even could say like they're super powered. It's more like, I mean, we get. Well, no, we, the, he like, becomes. Imagine a pewter. Imagine, imagine a pewter. But he mentions uh, it. A pewter right? servant. Says it. They'll die. They'll die because they won't recognize their in, in, uh, injuries. But do you care in that moment if like their whole goal is to just drop them into a battle zone? You don't care if they make it out alive? It's true. I mean, yeah, a pewter, a pewter savant would like in theory just keep going until they were physically unable to. They'd probably be like a zombie. Mm. I, that's what I imagine yeah. Peter Savant being. But I just find it mm. funny. So Savantism, you know, we hear, but the only other time we really hear about that is in uh, the Stormlight Archive. And I think it's interesting because, again, if we put this into cosmic terms, it's like a manipulation of the spirit web that's so significant that um, we think of like hemology as one of the only ways that... Um, that uh, like really man- using power manipulates the spirit web, but it's clear that mm-hmm. the spirit, I'm thinking of it in terms of the spirit web, uh, gets irreversibly changed as a result of using investiture. Um, but again, not with ferrochemy. As far as we know, not with breaths, because we don't know of any con- consistent savantism with breaths. Um, is being an Elantrian a form of savantism? Probably not. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to guess hmm. probably not. Um, and also, why is Hoyd not a servant? Like, it makes me, it just, these are things I, like, again, we get it introduced here. Yeah. Spook becomes Daredevil, right? But, um, yeah. But, like, that showed us, like, a savant is, like, some sort of advantage. But when we look at savant, as, like, when we see the, um, What's her name? Whenever she goes into the islands uh, that ended up being in Dawn Shard, um, she's like fading away into smoke because like mm-hmm. of her soul casting. She's done so much soul mm-hmm. casting that it's like changed her irreversibly, and she's trying to find a way to fix it. Um, yeah. As far as I know, like we talk about like the Alamantic savant, okay, and we that's the other you know savantism we know is you know utilizing uh, whatever is happening with the radiance. Um, but we don't have like savantism for Pharaoh Kimmy, as far as we know, uh, probably because there's an equal trade-off. Um, mm-hmm. Hemology almost seems like savantism from the get-go because like you're irreversibly changed as a result of it, yada, yada, yada. Even though Marsh does say he can remove a spike, you know, if he, it's done exactly the right way, yada, you know, whatever. Um, but like Aeons or anything else, yeah. we don't really know. Not that's an interesting idea that hemorrhagy is just straight up like being like a savant, like you said, because it's like you're right, it can be removed if it's like perfect, but for the most part, you know, what was it? Oh man, this is jumping ahead a little bit to I think our next episode, our, our next spoiler episode, but 
yeah never mind i'm just gonna hold off on it i think this might be a be, be a good place to stop here and then because, we'll just um, go to the next got... spoiler episode yeah and then we'll just jump to the next spoiler episode so hey uh, thanks for listening hey everyone vod here please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes monday through friday if you enjoy listening consider subscribing we are a very small project so please support us with likes and comments you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash ontos that's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.